Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and grapes. And this is a summer snack bite. If God is so good and God is love, then why is there death? Why do we experience the terrible pain and suffering and grief and sorrow that comes with the death of a loved one? Why do we even see it around us? Maybe you've had these same thoughts or maybe you've been asked this, but either way, it is certainly something that we need to have satisfied in our soul, my friend, because it is very hard. Death is terrible. There's nothing that brings pain like the pain of death. And so it is very difficult for us to reason in our minds how God is love God is mercy, God is compassionate and gracious, and at the same time, then why is there death? I'm going to go a step further, because we often think of death as the final act of death, as when somebody dies on this world, right, and they either go on to heaven or hell, but in God's mind, death is the lack of life, so death doesn't, it's not just that ultimate thing that we think of. Jesus said, the thief comes to still kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So there are degrees to death and there are degrees to life. Amen. Paul put it this way. He says, you grow weak and then sick and then you die. But see, he was showing us there are stages of death and, and God also does not just consider death in our bodies death of relationships, death in your finances. I mean, it's even more prevalent than maybe you were just thinking, but it all comes back to one answer, my friend. In Romans 5 verse 12, it says, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all now, this is a snack bite, so I'm not going to take you all the way back to Genesis, but you can go back and read the first three chapters of Genesis if you're not already familiar with them. But this one man God is referring to is Adam, and we will see that later on in the context. Adam is the one man who sinned, and because of his sin, did you hear that? When God created the world, there was no sin and there was no death. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. How did death come into the world? It came on the hills of sin, my friends. Why do you think the devil was so gung-ho to tempt Adam and Eve? Because he understood the consequences. He understood that this wasn't just an act of rebellion against God, but that this sin would bring in death. And as I already gave the answer away, right? In John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the thief there, he's referring to the devil. What did the devil come to do? He came to steal man's glory that God had given him. He came to steal man's relationship that he had with God. He came to steal the very life that God gave to us and he brought in destruction my friends and he brought in death but man opened the door when he sinned and that and then it goes on to say like hey okay we can't just blame Adam yes Adam's the one that let it all in but then it says death spread to all men because we have all sinned 
and we all know it. But thank the Lord, we know he didn't leave us there, right? It goes on to tell us that um, it says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But listen, my friend, so this is what happened. God made Adam the federal head of the human race. He said, here's this man that I made. He's the first man. He's the federal head of the whole race. So whatever this man does, however this man goes, this is how we will all be treated. And you think, well, that's not fair. Well, my friend, some things just are, right? Did you choose your parents? Did you choose your grandparents, right? If your grandparents hadn't married and had your parents and then your parents hadn't married and had you, would you be here to complain? No, <laughs> right? There are things beyond our control. And um, that is something that the world is really fighting with, wanting to be in control because they don't know the God who loves them so much that they don't see what a joy and a blessing and a release it is to let him take control. Hallelujah. Because this is what happened. That's exactly what Adam did. Adam said, I want to be in control and welcomed in chaos and death. Right. And that's what happened when, happens when we even try to take control and say, God, I got this. Whatever area that is, does it usually bring about the best results? No, it brings about chaos and death. Right. But listen, this is God did this on purpose. He put us in Adam and in the beginning and on purpose. Why? For this reason. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense, many die. See, we all spiritually died, right? When Adam sinned, because sin entered man's human blood. It entered our bloodline. My friend, you are not a sinner because of the sins that you do. You do sins because you're born a sinner. It's who you are. It's how you're born. Because we're sinners, we sin. Sinning doesn't make us sinners. It's very important to understand that because we need to understand that to understand our righteousness. I'm getting so far ahead of myself, I can't help it. But see, when you understand that it's because of Adam's fault that sin entered your blood and you sin because you are a sinner, not the other way around, then it helps us to understand, wait a minute, I am also righteous, not because I do righteous things, but because I have become righteous in Christ Jesus. And that's what we're about to read if I could get there. <laughs> it says, for by the one man's offense, many died much more, much more, much more. Come on, say it with me if you didn't already. Much more. We always have the God of much more. He took man's mistake. He took man's rebellion. He took man's fault and turned it into much more for us. Much more. The grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Say many with me. Many. The grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one. 
My friend, that is how death came into our world. That is how death reigns in this world, through that one man's offense, through Adam's offense. But listen, much more. Say it with me, much more. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, my friends. This is what he just told us. See, in the beginning, he wrapped us all up in Adam because he knew Adam was going to blow it. Just like he knew if that weight was on any of our shoulders, we would have blown it. We've all sinned just like Adam sinned. Okay, come on. But he did that so that then he had this righteous footing, this righteous standing to say, but when the next federal head comes, the last one, Adam's called the first and Jesus is called the last. When the last Adam came, God could then righteously wrap us all up in him so that his righteousness has become our righteousness. Because Jesus lived a perfect life, we get to live as if we lived that perfect life. Because we, like I said, we are not righteous because of the righteous things we do. We are righteous because of the one man, Jesus Christ. Did you hear what it says? It says for those who receive abundance of grace. Come on, y'all. Grace itself is enough. One drop of God's grace is enough for a lifetime. But he says, come and receive of the abundance of my grace. And listen, the gift of righteousness, not the works of righteousness, not the self-efforts of righteousness, the gift, the gift, which means this is, this is not a verb. Our righteousness is not a verb. It's not an action. It's a noun. The gift of righteousness we receive the very righteousness of God himself. What a trade for our sin. What a trade for bringing death in on God's perfect world that he created, that he should give us his very own righteousness in place of the sin and judgment and condemnation and death, right? Real death in God's eyes, my friend, is death to hell, eternal separation from him. That's death, right? Because the truth of it is we are all going to live eternally. Once our spirit is created, it must be housed somewhere. So we shall either live forever with him, or if we say, I don't want nothing to do with you, I don't want nothing to do with Jesus, I don't want you, God, there's only one place you can go, my friend, completely out of the presence of God, that is hell, and that is why hell is hell. But he has given us this incredible gift of righteousness. How? Through the one Jesus Christ, not through ourselves. And he says that through this, we shall reign in life. Do you hear that, my friend? In the life, instead of death, he has given us life. We reign in life. This is the life Jesus declared himself that he came to give us. It goes on to say, therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act. Listen to that. The beauty. How that rings in our ears, right? Beautiful, pure, crystal music. Through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men. Resulting in justification of life. 
For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. There it is, my friend. I told you, right, in the beginning that it was because of Adam's disobedience. You became a sinner, right? Dogs give birth to puppies, to other dogs. Cats give birth to kittens, to other cats. Sinners give birth to sinners. We became sinners. However, by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. God gave us his very son so that now we become children of God. We have been made righteous because of the one man's obedience. My friend, do you see the wisdom in God's plan from the very, very beginning? The Bible says that he had this plan from the moment he laid the foundations of the earth because he knew that man would sin. He knew that man would rebel and he knew that he just couldn't stand to be separated from us. He loved us so very much so that from the very beginning, he came up with this beautiful plan that through one man's obedience, many say many, many will be made righteous. You know, I grew up with this teaching that there were so few people who were going to receive Christ and so few people who were going to make it to heaven, my friend, because it was based on our works. But my Bible says that many, many shall be made righteous. It's not something we can earn. It's something we are made when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. My friend, Jesus didn't, didn't become sin at the cross by doing sin. The Bible very clearly states again and again that in him was no sin. He knew no sin. He thought no sin. He felt no sin. He did no sin. So how in the world did he take all our sin? The Bible tells us that at the cross he became our sin so that we who knew no righteousness we knew no righteousness we thought no righteousness we felt no righteousness in us was no righteousness we have now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus hallelujah my friends hallelujah so many shall be made righteous and notice he says that this gift is for all men for all of us but we must choose to receive Remember, he says, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. There is a false teaching going around that because God has forgiven everyone, that everyone's going to end up in heaven anyways. No, my friend, God has forgiven everyone, but we must choose to receive that forgiveness. Just as he just said, we must choose to receive his grace and his righteousness. It's there for us, for every single human. Because that is his desire. It is a free gift. Did you notice how many times it said the free gift? It is a free gift that he wants us to receive, but we must receive it. Moreover, we're not even done, my friends, as if that hasn't all been enough. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. My friends, say that with me. Say, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Sin cannot stop the grace of God, my friends. God's grace overcomes sin. Amen. Sin. Do you, do you realize that in the very beginning, Adam and Eve didn't need God's grace? Because God's grace is his undeserved, unmerited favor on our life. They didn't need redemption. They didn't need his mercies because there was no sin in the world yet. 
It was there. It's still who God is. But they had no understanding of it. It was after man sinned, then grace came in because now we need it. Then mercy came in because now we need it. We see God's grace super abounds. Man sinned, the ultimate. You know, Adam's sin was the mother of all sins, my friend. This is where all sin is birthed from. So you could, in a way, say it's the greatest sin. And yet, God already had a plan for even greater grace. There is no sin in your life that can overcome God's grace. In fact, we should look and say, because of this sin, Lord, I am expecting a super abounding amount of your grace in my life. And that grace is what will cause you to overcome that and rise up above it, my friend. It is through his grace. And we're going to finish up with this so that as sin reigned in death again, where does death come from? My friend, not from God. God has nothing to do with it. God calls death an enemy. He calls it an enemy. He conquered it at the cross. Jesus Christ conquered death. It is in this world because Adam let it into the world, because the devil tempted him, because the devil wanted to bring it into our world. God did not let it loose in our world, my friends. Sin and death go together, not God and death. Sin and death go together. But it says, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he said again, just as sin reigned in death, even so grace is reigning through righteousness, through righteousness to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, my friend. Jesus came to bring us life and life more abundantly. And to do that, he gave up his life. He conquered death. He conquered our greatest enemy. He conquered the devil. And now he has given us the gift of his righteousness. He has given us the abundance of his grace so that we can reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, my friends. And you know what? I feel like I just want to just add this very quickly. This is not saying, okay, I don't want anyone to walk away saying, so are you saying if someone I love died, it's because of some sin in their life? No, my friend, this is sin, the noun, not sin, the verb. You say, well, what difference does that make? This is not saying that we die because we did some particular action that was a sin. It's saying through the sin that came into the world, death has come into the world, right? And we, we all in, in our natural selves can fall victim to it. Or my friend, we can look to the Lord and look to his life and look to his many promises in the Bible that we are meant to reign in life. His promises that say that as our days grow, so does our strength. His promises that says he renews our youth like the eagles. That, that Paul was so shocked that the believers in the Corinthian church were growing weak and sick and dying before their time because it's the very reason the Lord broke his body and gave us the body, the bread, and the holy communion so that when we receive that with discernment, my friend, that is our escape out of the condemnation of death that was released into the world. Amen. But know that it was never in God's heart. It was never in his, his plan or his desire. And not only have we seen that, my friend, but I hope that you have seen the much more of your God, how he took what the enemy meant for evil, right? There's a, a wonderful songs and he has turned it to our good, our greatest good. Adam, who was a creation and rebelled against God and sin and fell because of that, Jesus Christ has come and redeemed us. And now we have become righteous and we are no longer just a creation of God. We are children of God. 
Hallelujah, my friends. The much more of God just never runs out. The much more. And this is his desire for you again. That much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. My friends, we can come all the time. The Bible says that grace can be multiplied to us and it's multiplied to us in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. As we grow in our knowledge of him, the, the grace, his grace is multiplied in us. We can receive the abundance of it, but just like you're doing now, right? As we're continuing to grow in, in him, every time we hear his word, every time we spend uh, a time alone with him in the word, my friends, we're growing in our knowledge of him and grace is being multiplied to us. But notice this, the gift of righteousness is the gift, is the gift, is the gift. That's it. You receive the gift of righteousness. We grow in our understanding of it, which helps us to walk in it and live in it. But it is a gift that we only have to receive one time. Hallelujah, my friend. Amen, my friend. I pray that you have been encouraged, that you have been blessed. The Lord bless you and keep you and all of your loved ones, my friends. The Lord lift up his face on you and be gracious to you. The Lord smiles on you. My friends, see that your daddy God is always smiling on you. That is his position to you today, to the believer. He is smiling on you and granting you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.